0: totally accepts you and really really likes you enjoy today's program as we dig deeper into what it means to be still growing in grace hello and welcome back to still growing in grace i'm so glad you took time to tune in today it's an exciting day i've got some great news today if you've not been hearing good news in the news or at home today is your day today's talk, we are going to take a look at some stuff that is going to either blow your socks off or significantly encourage you. My question I want to start with today is, how well do you know your dad? How well do you know your Father, your Heavenly Father? There is a lot of misconception going on in the church through teaching or incomplete teaching. There's some great pictures of who our God is too. And so wading through the myths will really help us find a better, more hope-filled perspective on who our God is. I'm going to begin today with a text from John 14, and I believe this particular text, if it impacts you the same way it has impacted me, this is going to change how you see Scripture. It's going to change how you see your Heavenly Father. And it's going to change how you see Jesus. This is a big, big deal today and I hope you'll be encouraged by it. So, let's, let's dig in because last week we started off talking about God is love uh, versus one of the attributes of God being love. Uh, I was trying to share with you that uh, I believe God's DNA, his very essence is love. It is agape. And uh, I'm excited to to revisit how I view God through that lens. This next lens is going to matter because uh, Jesus came to reveal the Father and he says something profound here in John 14 verses 9 to 11. Let's see if you can hear what I heard. Jesus replied, and he's speaking to Philip because Philip asked, Hey, we'd like to see the Father. Uh, Would you please show show him to us? And so, he writes this, or he says this, Have I been with you all this time, Philip? And yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So, why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father? and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe because of the work you've seen me do. Did you catch what I just read? Jesus declared, and I believe this is one of the most significant parts of Scripture that reveals who God is as a Father and who Jesus is. In verse 9, Jesus says, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. He's exactly the same In fact, in John 10, uh, 30, it says, the Father and I are one. And in John 17, 20 to 23, it goes even further. He says, I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us, so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me so they may be one as we are one. I am in them. You are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. These key verses that I've just shared with you show a picture of God that you may not have been told about, or you may have actually been told the exact opposite of who God is and how he feels about you. Jesus just finished saying in John 17 here that that you may experience such perfect unity in the world that you will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as I love them. I've always believed Jesus loved me, but uh, the Father, not so much. And here, the one who knows the Father the best just declares that his Father, our Heavenly Father, loves us just as much as the Son, Jesus, does. This is good news. In John 14, when he said, anyone that's seen me has seen the Father, I believe this is probably the most significant moment in in, in our scriptures that reveals who the Father is, and that Jesus is exactly the same as the Father. They have the same DNA. They are love. God is love. Jesus is love. And Jesus and his Father have the same mind, same as the Holy Spirit. The three are one. They're in union with each other. Ephesians 3, More good news. Brace yourself. This, again, this is big. You'll love this. Paul writes, So I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and on earth. And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your inmost being with his divine might and explosive power. This is fueled by God. I tell you, this is, this is awesome. Now in verse 17, he continues to write, then by constantly using your faith, the life of of Christ will be released deep within you and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. In verses 18 and 19, this is where it gets really, really good. Then you will be empowered, Paul writes, to discover what every holy one experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of christ in all its dimensions how deeply intimate and far reaching is his love how enduring and inclusive it is endless love beyond measure that transcends our understanding this extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Can you hear that good news in there? Oh my goodness, it's already in you and he wants to flow out. Verse 20, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imaginations. He will outdo them all, for His miraculous power constantly energizes you. Now, you may say to yourself, I've heard something like this, but I have not heard it like this. Well, that's because I'm reading from Ephesians chapter 3, 14 to 20, from the Passion Translation. A beautiful translation worth looking up. Uh, you'll find it on Bible Gateway as one of the options when you have uh, parallel Bibles side by side, so you can see multiple translations. You may remember this one, that uh, a translation of this that says, uh, "God's love is far bigger, wider." farther and better than we could ever imagine. So, if you can imagine how good God's love is, it's more than that. If you can imagine that he is extra gracious in a certain circumstance, he's more than what you can imagine. So, try imagining and then go beyond that, because he's even more beyond that. His understanding, his love for you is far greater than you can possibly comprehend. This is the God I believe in. He is in he is inclusive. He is working his way into all of our lives by pouring love. It is his love that will compel us. It is his love that's going to create a a joyous change from the inside out. I hope you hear that good news today. We've had false concepts of who we think God is ingrained in us through culture, through stories, you name it. It I want to fix my picture of who I see God as. Let me give you another quick example before we finish this first half of our program. There's another profound image we see in the New Testament. Uh, Usually, it's referred to the Mount of Transfiguration. There are three people that show up, Elijah and Moses, are suddenly there beside Jesus. And the disciples are aghast. They're going, what is going on here? I did not see this coming. And immediately, uh, I believe it was Peter, who said, let's build you tents, each of you, so you have your place and... That's not what happened. In fact, there was a voice that came down, and the voice spoke to the disciples, and he said, This is my son. Listen to him. Here's what's beautiful about this Mount of Transfiguration Moses represented the law, Elijah represented the prophets, and yet God the Father, trying to correct concepts and adjust false concepts they've had about who he was, he uses his son as the direct representation of who he is, and he says, not the law, not the prophets, but my son, listen to him. This is amazing news. It changes your lens. You can now look at scripture in a way you've never looked at before. You can see God's thumbprint, his DNA of love, all through these texts can we unlearn false concepts? I invite you to do that today. Have you had an image of God that made him scary to you, that he was unapproachable? Has God ever been, um, like I've used this term before, uh, the bad cop and Jesus the good cop? Has that been a, a mindset of yours in the past? It's time to change that. Jesus came and corrected the false concepts that people had about God. Jesus came to reveal the Father, and boy, he nailed it. And he took what we thought was God as being an angry God, he corrected it and said, I am the same as the Father, and the Father is the same as me. I'm in the Father. And by the way, we are all in the Son as well. These are incredible images we need to wake up with each morning to see God as a lover, as one who is wanting to pursue us, not reject us. We don't have to appease Him. He's already done everything to make relationship right with us. He's reconciled us, and we're going to cover that in the second half of today's program. So, I hope you'll join me in a few minutes uh, when we come back, and we're going to take a look at Colossians chapter 1. I hope you enjoyed this first half. See you soon. Family-run, family-owned. So their focus is on you. Conestoga Lodge Retirement Residence is a full-service retirement home in Kitchener, and you'll be impressed to know that they are not a big corporate chain. They're quality-driven with a focus on each and every individual. Conestoga Lodge offers permanent and short-term stays. To book a free, no-obligation tour, you can call 519-576-2140 or visit online at conestogalodge.com. Would you like to hear today's program again and share it with a friend? Or would you like to see the video of today's teaching portion? You can do both when you visit stillgrowingingrace.ca. And now, back to our program. Welcome back to the second half of today's program. I would like to reread a portion of text uh, in a more familiar translation. I believe uh, the previous translation was so new and unique, you may not have heard uh, the love in there. So, let me read to you again, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 20, and this is about the magnitude of God's love. So, hear it in in a more familiar translation. If you're not used to any translation, that's okay, you're going to still enjoy both. So, here's what the New Living Translation says. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the Creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from His glorious, unlimited resources, He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or even think. This text reminds us that it is God's work in us. He is the one who initiates. He's the initiator. We're the responders. And this is a beautiful picture of God actively revealing the depths and magnitude of his love towards us. I hope that hits your heart and brings you some encouragement today. I want to move on to Colossians chapter one, because there's some really good news here that we need to see, because we've just talked about God being love, that he is love, not that he has it, but that He actually is love. Now we're going to see what the scriptures say about the son, how it speaks of Jesus and how amazing he is. Let's, let's see what this says. Colossians one verse nine. So, we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Uh, if I stopped for just a moment, I know many people they pray for all kinds of things from their heavenly father. They pray to Jesus asking for this or that, more that, more patience, more you name it. And we have our list. What if we have already been prayed for, that we will have the completeness of God that is already in us revealed within us. Paul says, we ask God to give you a complete knowledge of his will and give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. We just need to wake up. We have everything we need within us already. Then he goes on to say, then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. There's a strong implication here in these verses that Christ is calling us to grow up, to mature to know him better and better. There is no arrival. That's why this show is called Still Growing in Grace, because none of us have arrived. There is so much more to learn. The expanded love of God is finding its way into so many fields. We're finding it in history, archaeology, in quantum physics. We're seeing the love of God, the DNA of God in all creation. Colossians brings that out quite clearly some of us are trying to change external things. We're trying to change patterns and behaviors when yet there may be a better method, a better method than trying to change those behaviors externally. Perhaps we need to look inward and see what the Holy Spirit has already put into us and believe it, asking for wisdom and understanding. There are a lot of people that have wisdom, but they don't have understanding. There are some who have understanding and not a lot of wisdom. Put the two together. Let the Holy Spirit be the revealer of good news. I want good fruit to come out of my life. I want to produce the loving kindness of God in all that I say and do. Do I get it right all the time? I don't, but that's okay. I'm discovering more and more who I am in Christ, and I want the real Christ in me to come out. I've always said to people I know, Christ lives in you, but he wants out. It's true when you recognize the fact that Christ lives in us and he wants out, the more we believe this, that belief will produce those changes of all kinds of good fruit, and we will know God better and better. Continuing on Colossians 1 verse 11, he writes, we also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power, so that you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking God the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. Listen carefully to this next verse. You're going to like this. If you've had any wondering about how God sees you or your position with God, um, your standing with him, listen to this verse 13. It says, for he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. Did, did you hear that? He has rescued us. That's a past Hence, issue. It's a done deal. You don't have to ask or pray for more rescuing. He has already rescued you. It's black and white right here in this in this text. It gets better. Listen to this next part. We've been transferred into the kingdom of his dear son, who purchased our freedom and oh my goodness, listen to this, forgave our sins. Can you believe that? The gospel is he has rescued us. He has forgiven us. He has purchased our freedom. Oh my goodness, I know many people that are trying to find freedom, trying to find hope, trying to find acceptance when it's been there all along. They just don't see themselves as acceptable or lovable. But imagine if we could believe God's opinion of us, how much would that shape our own thinking and then our behaviors? If it's true, and I believe it is, that God loves us that much that he sent Jesus to be the revealer of the Father's love. And he has. It's been revealed. If that's true, why aren't we believing it? Perhaps because there are many storylines out there. Maybe the menu of who we think God is has so many items on it and somebody has highlighted a few and they may be incomplete or shrouded and they, that's the only item they're looking at. I'm offering another menu item, one that gives more hope one that will inspire us to pursue a greater knowledge of God's love for us. This is absolutely good news. I'm not making this stuff up. It's right there in this text, in this beautiful text that reveals who Jesus is and who the Father is and how they feel about us. Verse 15 in Colossians 1, you're going to love this. This is another declaration. Remember, we've been talking about correcting images and perceptions of who we think God is. And so, for a picture of who God is, and who Jesus is, and go back to that text where Jesus told Philip, hey, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Okay? Remember that? Listen to this. In verse 15 of Colossians 1, he writes, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. (laughs) He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. Stop there for a minute. Did you just hear that? Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. This is a fact He existed before anything was created. He was supreme over all creation. And this text says that through him, God created everything. Well, I believe a couple of verses that we read today already says God created all things. But now we have a zoomed in look, and I never saw this growing up. This is declaring that Jesus was the one God used to create. Jesus is the one who created our universe. Who created every molecule, every cell, every single thing that we see and cannot see. This is the one we say we believe in. Did you know he is so much bigger and better than what we have been told? Oh, my friend, today I want you to hear good news. I want you to be inspired with hope because in this world and culture, there's not a lot of hope going around. In fact, there's far more fear-mongering. Turn off that bad news and focus on the good news of the light and the love of Christ in you. When you look for it, you will see it let's keep going on this text here. This is is big. Um, He made things that we can see, the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him, and he holds all creation together. This is what we're going to end with today. You need to at least meditate for the rest of your day until and the rest of your week until we meet again next week. That this Jesus we say we believe in was the creator of all things. He holds all things together. There is no separation. If you feel separated, remember it is in your mind only. Objective truth that we've just read says he holds everything together. He He holds everything he's created together, everything we see and can't see. So, how can there objectively be any separation except in our minds? If we believe we're separated, you'll feel it. But I want you to look to the truth. I want you to hear the words of Paul as he writes a major encouragement to us that we are not separated from the love of God. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, neither height nor depth, nor angels nor demons or nothing, no fancy sermon, no no very clever wording of, of uh, seeing who God is. Nothing can separate us from the love of God because the love of God, God is love, holds you together. This is a great day today. As I started today with, I told you I've got great news. I'm still excited about this Thank you for joining us today. I hope today was a major encouragement. I look forward to being with you next week, uh, either through this radio broadcast, or you can watch us on YouTube through the stillgrowinggrace.ca website. Till then, bye-bye. You've been listening to Still Growing in Grace. I'm Pastor Mike Zenker, and I'd like to invite you to join me next Tuesday morning at 1130 when our teaching time will continue. Or join us at 1030 every Sunday morning at Hope Fellowship, your community church located on the second floor of the St. Jacob's Outlet Mall. If this show has been an encouragement to you, won't you help us spread this good news? Make your donation today by visiting stillgrowingingrace.ca. You can also catch up on past programs, watch YouTube videos of our talks, and download our weekly podcasts. Sign up for our email list and send in your questions. After all, no one has arrived, and we are all still growing in grace.